I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Hey there, it is Brian, and I am glad you can be with me today. Now, I'm going to admit something. I hate networking, or at least I used to until I met Christine Smith. Christine has been a really incredible person in my business journey. She has helped connect me with so many people, and in doing so, I've learned a lot about networking and a lot about how Christine sees networking and her particular viewpoint and methodology. So I was really excited when she agreed to come on and talk on the podcast about networking because I know there are a lot of other reluctant networkers just like me who are always looking for tips on how to make networking more authentic, more genuine, and less painful. So I'm excited to talk to Christine. She's a self-described power connector. She's an out-of-the-box thinker, and she is a believer in the power of introductions. I can't wait to get rolling. Let's talk to Christine Smith. So welcome, Christine Smith. It is a pleasure to have you on the Lead with Impact podcast. Thank you so much for having me on, Brian. I'd like to have our listeners learn a little bit about you and what you do. So maybe you can tell us sort of how you help people and what your primary mission is when it comes to work. Okay. Um, So I have kind of dubbed myself a power connector. And it's something that has kind of evolved a little bit over time um, as a way to connect with people in a very non-confrontational way. And it came about when I first started in um, a new industry and I was trying to figure out really how to get out there and meet people. And, you know, networking is very awkward and weird. Um, So trying to do it in a very non-awkward and weird way. Um, so that's kind of where, where I am now. I thought I was the only one who thought networking was awkward and weird. (laughs) I think most people think it's awkward and weird and nobody knows how to, no one knows how to overcome that or have a good conversation because everyone is so focused on the end result of what, you know, the purpose of networking originally, which is unfortunate because no one is actually taught how to actually have a good conversation you know, relationship type conversation, if there's any sort of sales involved. Right, right. And I'd like to hear your input on that, certainly. But maybe we can start by going back. And I'm interested in how somebody decides they want to be a power connector and what would drive somebody to do this and especially take it to the lengths that you've taken it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't like I woke up one day and was like, oh, hey, I want to do this. <laughs> I'm going to be a power connector. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't something I even knew existed, to be honest. And um, I've been in sales for a really long time and never really experienced, to be honest, really good networking. And I, I left the car business and I moved into a completely different industry. And that industry required me to network. And I pretty much started over and I had to figure out how to connect with people and how to get my reputation out there. But I, I remember like going to events and being like, this can't be it. This can't be the way to do this. It just seems so inefficient. And I'm a very over planner, uh, over analyzer type person. And I started realizing how much time I was spending at events and I wasn't getting any, any true valuable connections. Yeah. People knew who I was. People, um, knew of me, but there was nothing else other than surface level. And I'm like to develop a relationship, it has to be more than surface level. So I started going back and trying to figure out, well, how is it that I can actually build a relationship and build something that's meaningful for somebody and do things that are different without people questioning why, why I'm doing what I'm doing, which, which by the way, still happens. People always question, um, you know, well, why are you just being genuine? And I'm like, because it always comes back. Uh, but some people just don't believe that cause it doesn't happen. So, um, I really started figuring out, um, just how to have a conversation with somebody. And, you know, a lot of us think we know how to do that, but we don't. We, we can't just actually have a conversation with some, somebody that has nothing to do with what they do for a living. We, it's like we go to a networking event and we're like, okay, I only have to talk about what I have to sell and what services we offer. And, and then people forget like, oh, I'm a human behind that. And I have a family or I have hobbies or I have interests or, you know, I want to be a part of my community, community or whatever. It's like we forget all that stuff. And the way we talk, our mannerisms become very robotic and forced and awkward. And it just makes the whole experience even worse. So studying that, I guess, a little bit and trying to figure out how can I separate myself um, in the industry that I'm in now and do it in a very classy way. And I really like to help people. So that's kind of where it stemmed from and, and looking at everybody as a multitude of opportunities rather than, well, every single person I'm going to get as you know, they're going to, they're going to buy from me. They're going to be a client, whatever. Um, I start looking at every person as, as five different things. They could be a client. They could be a power connector, which is somebody that's a client and someone in my network. They could be just someone in my network. They could be somebody that I might recruit, or they could be somebody that I never talk to again. And that to me was one of the most valuable transformations in how I network because it opened up so many doors to be able to have a conversation with somebody regardless of what the outcome was going to be and actually have a conversation on expectations and like, why are we having a conversation? Well, what types of clients do they want to work with? What types of clients are they seeking? Who do they like working with? Um, you know, who do they want to add to their network? What are those people like? What are their personalities like? What are their ages like? Um, and actually getting other people to think more about how they network too. And that's something that I think that's kind of driven how I network even more because I like teaching things and I like teaching someone how to do something that's going to be even better for them. 
and then leading by example by sending them those introductions after we have that meeting or, or giving them, you know, some other tidbits that I've used for my own business or um, offering some other tidbit and saying, hey, you know, I found these events were better or I found doing my own events were better. And then just being like, wow, no one's even offered to give that information, which at the end of the day is kind of mind blowing because aren't we all here to kind of share experience rather than being like, well, I'm going to hoard all the information that I know and not tell anybody because I'm worried about competition. And I'm like, well, in my opinion, competition is just a mindset. It is not something that exists. There's more than enough clients for every single type of industry out there to go around. And if you're really worried about your competition stealing your clients, I, to me, that's an insecurity. You have much bigger issues you need to work on um, rather than worrying about if somebody is going to go somewhere else. Because to me, that says you either didn't do a good job um, you're not good at customer service or, you know, you don't actually believe in the company you work at. Right. That's a great way to look at it. So you said the people sort of tend to fall into one of five different categories. Do yep. you, do you put them there or do they put themselves there? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. So, you know, when I have an initial conversation with somebody and if they were introduced as you know, there was no like, oh, hey, you know, you need to go to Christine for X, Y, Z thing. It, it was more just kind of like a generic introduction. I've kind of laid all five out on the table for them. And based on how the conversation goes, we'll see where it's going to go from there. And sometimes people surprise you. There are times where I have people that come in and you know, we have a really good conversation um, about, you know, networking opportunities and, you know, how we can move forward as a, as a team and, and work together and, and building or building each other up. And then sometimes, you know, I never hear back from that person again. So I do everything I'm going to do with every single person that I meet. And I'm like, listen, I'm always going to send an introduction over. I'm going to give you the resources that I have. I'm going to invite you to the events that I, that I facilitate or participate in. Um, I'm going to talk about, you know, the groups that I'm a part of and it, it's on the other person to continue the relationship. It takes two people, right? Just like any other relationship, whether you're whether you're married, you have friends, family, whatever, it takes effort off, off both sides. And for me, it's a good gauge also to see like how valuable that person's gonna be. Because even when it comes to, you know, anybody can have this conversation about building clients, like you want clients that actually want to participate, right? You want clients that are gonna be communicative. And same thing with with networking, you want people who are going to actively be a part of your life and want to know like, Oh, Hey, who are you looking for now? Or, Oh, what are you working on now? Or how can I help you reach your goals? And, you know, nobody's jealous of the fact that you're more successful than them or whatever. We're all about picking each other up and continuing to build those things. Cause honestly, when you do that, when you know that you have a huge team, and network behind you of people when when things happen, whether it's personally or professionally, whether it's to you individually or to somebody that you know or, or, or even a client of yours, and you have the resources to help somebody resolve something so much faster, it puts you in a very unique position. Because when you when you when people talk about competition, right? I'm like, you're not gonna leave somebody who has that type of leverage. Yeah, exactly. 
Like that is, is a huge valuable tool for any person if they know that someone has their back and even if they can't directly help them, they will be able to find the answer because of the resources that they have. And, you know, I don't know there are everything there's no about everything, right? So why not have all these people behind me to help me with those things? Because then I can be like, oh, well, go talk to Joe or go talk to Matt or go talk to, you know, Lisa down the road. They're going to be able to help you with these things. And now that person's forever going to come back to me, whether for networking or, or for client services or whatever. And I'm not, I'm never worried about them leaving because they're not going to get that type of service anywhere else. So you're using your network for more than just business referrals. A lot of people think of networking like I've got to meet people to, to refer me business. Yeah. So I look at networking. Um, I mean, obviously the, the referral thing is huge, right? You know, nothing's better than a, than a warm, you know, a hot referral off the press type thing. But I also look for it for introductions. So obviously the, the differentiating factor there is most people think referrals and introductions are the same. So referrals are actually people that are looking to do business with you because of the services or products that you sell. Introductions are to people that could potentially be clients down the road, but right now it's for that networking relationship to see if we're going to have this open door policy in, in introducing each other to other quality individuals. And then the other side of that is I want to make sure that I have a massive Rolodex for my clients and other people in my network because um, with the industry that I'm in now, it only is a huge leveraging point for me if I have access to all of these other connections that I know my clients are going to eventually need at some point. And it literally could be anything. It could just be like, you know, they need different types of attorneys, they need realtors, but you know, also the quirky things, they need a wedding planner, they need, um, you know, a roofer, a plumber, whatever, like whether I have a, a direct or indirect relationship with those people to be always front of mind, like that is probably the most powerful tool that someone can teach you in networking is how do you stay front of mind with people as often as possible? And I've made that my mission to, to do that with clients, to do that with people in my network, so that regardless of what they're thinking about, there are certain things that I've coached people on to listen for and teaching them to think, okay, when you hear these things, okay, that is when you need to contact Christine. And moving forward on those things, it, it's extremely valuable for me um, from a building perspective because I never have to worry about when my next connection is going to come through, whether it's an introduction or a referral, I know that I have a constant flow of like people that I've coached out there who are thinking about me on a regular basis. And I'm doing the same thing for them because I've continued doing that for as many introductions and referrals that I get, you bet I've probably sent out double or triple that if not more. And it's, it's a, it's a never ending cycle. I've had, I've always had uh interesting conversations with people and, and I had, I've had a couple of people ask, they're like, you know, if you've been in your business for 10 years, do you think you will network the same? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. The, I, I'm not going to let up on the gas pedal just because I've been doing what I've been doing for 10, 15, 20 years, because the, your network is something that's forever going to evolve. And I can tell you, even in the short amount of time that I've been in this new business, um, 
my network has already evolved. There's people that, you know, were on my list that aren't anymore because they left their business or our relationship just kind of fizzled out or, you know, they moved on to bigger and better things. They moved away. And, you know, just like any other type of relationship, you know, sometimes relationships last and sometimes they don't. And I think it's trying to figure out what are, what are those ones that are going to last? What is that like? What are the characteristics that person has that you can find in other people in other industries or similar industries so you can continue building that tribe of people that, you know, and I'm not, you know, and some people are like, oh, well, you know, you're never going to have a thousand people that you know. And I'm like, but what if I do, though? What if I do have a thousand people that I know that I have a really strong relationship with? And, and not only that, but just just having the value of, you know, it's not just one industry that I have connections to, right? It's multiple industries and, you know, being able to, because it's not just I'm leveraging them, they're leveraging me also. You know, I want to be someone's center of influence. I want to be someone else's power connector because you just don't know, you don't know what that relationship's going to yield. You don't know what's going to happen out of that relationship and, and, and how it will grow or evolve or whatever. But you know that that's what you're both here for. You're both here to continue supporting each other, whether it's at, at events or with introductions or with referrals and, or, you know, you become each other's clients or, you know, any of that. Um, you just know that that person is not going to go away anytime soon and they're not going to change the way that they do things um, so that they can make a quick buck either. I'd like to go back in time a little bit to sure. when the point where you described where you decided you were really going to jump into this networking world. Did you run into any struggles? Were there any challenges? Did it all come easily right away? How did that process go? Um, I would say it was something, you know, it wasn't like I woke up one day and was like, I'm going to do everything different. <laughs> I'm going to reinvent the wheel because <laughs> that seems like a good idea. Um, I mean, I, I tend to do that to myself anyway, but um, I would say the struggle was more of, I, I don't like no, not knowing something. So, and, and not necessarily knowing where to find the answer, I think is the hardest thing. So um, the, I would say the first year when I was first um, in my new business, um, I was just, I, I feel like looking back, I was just kind of like floating through and going through motions because everyone's like, well, you need to network, you need to do this, you need to do that. So I would just go to networking events and not have, like a strategy. And I, that was kind of what threw me off. And I was like, I'm going here and I'm wasting time and I have no plan. Like, why am I doing that to myself? <laughs> that is a very inefficient use of my, and I actually think some of it, what's, what spurred in doing things more efficiently was when I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, so I wanted to be able to be as efficient as possible and still be able to be a mom. And, you know, being a mom adds a whole nother uh, side to, you know, having that work-life balance. So I'm like, you know, networking is super important, prospecting is super important. So how do I make sure that my time is used as efficiently as possible? And I started realizing that I was taking too long to prospect. So the whole coaching thing with, you know, my network and clients and saying, well, I want other people to prospect with me and not having to spend 
20 hours a week or whatever going to networking events because I don't have enough clients. And then I started realizing the events I was going to were not a very good I just feel like I was running into the same thing all the time. People would be clustered into groups. It was so hard to break in. I'd have to make some sort of awkward sarcasm remark and, you know, people laugh awkwardly and I'm like, well, that didn't go over very well. And trying to figure out, well, how do I do this and it not be like that? And why do events have to be like this? Like, why do they all the same? So that's kind of what I, I started developing my own. And Um, I had my first event, um, I think it was two years ago. Um, it was wine and game speed networking and it was a, it was, it was legit a shower idea. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to try this. And I, um, I had it at the, at a winery in, in upstate New York and it was, it was amazing. And I literally flew by the seat of my pants, the entire event. And I had rotations. I had everybody, you know, kind of sit at different tables and, um, there'd be like three to four to five people per group. And I'd be like, okay, you know, during this entire session, you can't handle your business cards. Okay. During this first rotation, you're not allowed to talk about your business. And then I'd be like, okay, now you rotate. And then, okay, tell me what you wanted to be when you grow up. And then, okay, now do your 30 second elevator pitch or, um, you know, play rock, paper, scissors and best two out of three gets to talk about their business. And, um, you know, adding very interesting sides of, of the networking piece. And what's interesting about that is how much more people relaxed, like people forgot that they were there to sell something and they were actually able to talk about themselves and share experiences and, you know, have these commonalities with other people, which is, that's how you build relationships at the end of the day. And the event was such a success that I, I do them pretty much I do them once a month. Um, it ends up being like seven times a year because between weather and holidays, I don't do them when it's uh, holiday season or like super crappy outside. Um, but the events are, are very well attended and people, even people that are not very good at um, having a conversation with strangers, like introverts, they love coming to my events because they're like, it takes all of the pressure off because you're giving us a little bit of structure. And to me, that was very valuable um, to be able to provide a space where people could come network and actually be themselves and not worry about, well, I need to try and sell something today to pay my mortgage. It's I'm going to build these awesome relationships and, oh, these people are actually going to do business with me and it's going to be way better than it was before because we actually talked about other things before we had a business conversation. So that's called wine and games. So you sort of like play games and combine, mix it up like speed networking. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's just a name that I kind of came up with. Um, the the speed networking side of things. I've had a lot of people that have asked if it's like if it's like uh, speed dating, and I'm like, no, you have more than 30 seconds to talk to somebody. Um, you're also not doing it one on one. So typically you're at a table. Um, that's usually a group of four. And it's just an open dialogue. I give you a task or um, sometimes it's a team building exercise um, and you're, you're talking to people you've most likely never met before and you're having conversations um, that are unrelated typically to work or if they are related to work, it's very specific um, and it allows people to, um, it, it's just like a very different way to have an icebreaker and having games on the table 
believe it or not, actually relaxes people a little bit because they have a task at hand, even just having something in their hand to mess with, um, whether it's a, you know, a glass of wine or food or, you know, a game, you know, they're playing Jenga or, or Trouble. Um, it, it's interesting to watch people like just like I, I watch the room and uh, I'm always very entertained how, you know, some people come in and they're very, you know, if you if you go to a network event, like you watch people and they're very stiff. Their shoulders are tight. Their faces are tight. Everybody just seems miserable. And by the end of the night at the events that I have, it's not like that at all. People are so relaxed. Um, there's been quite a few times where people have stayed for hours after my event just because they're having such a good time with the people that they've met. Um, and to me that I'm like, well, that's, that's a huge compliment to me because I know that, you know, it was a very successful event when people stay that long after. Um, but it, it, it's, it's just different. People are not getting this type of event anywhere else. And people want different things. They want to be able to meet someone and have a meaningful conversation because that's where the business happens. Business happens with people you have a relationship with. And it, it's just a matter of there's just a huge disconnect on how to do that properly. Right. That sounds amazing. I'm going to come try. I haven't been to one yet because I just haven't been able to. But it sounds like it would be uh, interesting to try. Although I got to tell you, as an introvert, it still sounds a little bit scary. But uh, <laughs> maybe maybe you can cure me of that. <laughs> first time for everything <laughs> and you said earlier something I want to revisit about going into networking either whether it's that type of networking or even more traditional with a strategy I don't think many people do that I think they sort of look at it like they're going to show up and hopefully give out a few business cards and, and go home right. so how does someone even go about formulating a strategy for networking yep so, so the purpose of networking, obviously, is to meet new people and, and build new contacts. So before you go to an event, um, and this is actually something that I teach in my networking workshops, um, see if you can get the, the guest list. See if you have access to who else is going to be there and set a goal of, hey, I'm going to try and meet um, you know, these, these five to 10 people that are off this list, um, try and go with somebody so that, uh, one of the, one of the best things I ever did was, um, I would go with somebody and she would talk about my business and I would talk about her business. So we were never talking about ourselves from the professional perspective, personally, yes, but professionally, no. And being able to go up to somebody and have somebody else who knows other people and say, Oh, have you met, you know, Christine Smith or have you met so-and-so? And, -so? and um, saying, oh, well, they're really good at blah, 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 and having someone kind of blow you up in, you know, in front of these new people um, obviously looks a lot better than you being like, hey, you know, I'm awesome. Right, because that, that's, I think, where some of the awkwardness comes in for people, right? <laughs> right, and, and the thing is, too, like, um, what I find very interesting is, you know, when you go to events like that, you know, everyone has their, you know, their elevator pitch, like, ready to go, and I'm like, well, how about you have other things that you talk about? Like, don't just ask somebody, well, what is it that you do? Well, you know, why are you here? Why, what, what made you decide to come to this event? You know, what other events do you go to? Who do you know here? Oh, hey, do you happen to know either this person or do you know someone that does blah, blah, blah? I'm looking for this person for my client or I'm looking for this person from our, for someone in my network. Um, and then it starts a conversation rather than going in there and saying, well, hey, do you want to be a client? You know, I, I think you need to buy my my oils or you need to buy my, um, you know, you need to come to our bank or, or whatever, right? Like those are the things that like everyone knows we're all trying to do that. We all have a service. We all have a product to offer, right? But it's like people get 
all bent out of shape when we have conversations about that. And I think, I feel like people actually don't listen when you actually tell them what it is that you do. So rather than start there, actually have a conversation with somebody and asking them, you know, how did you come to the event? Why are you here? Who do you, who are you here with? Who do you know? Um, and going in with targets, I think is important, whether it's you, you, you got access to the guest list or you have targets for yourself. So, you know, for example, let's, let's just give an example, you know, someone works in IT management. So they probably should be looking for commercial realtors, they should be looking for um, commercial cleaners. And when they go to an event, they can say, hey, you know, I, I'm so happy to have met you at this event, you know, do you happen to know anybody that are in these two categories? And then you've started the conversation because at this point, no one knows what you do. Right. But you're having a conversation, what you're looking for. And most people want to help other people. But it, it's a matter of how can you ask somebody without doing it in the car salesman way and saying, you know, you should buy my stuff and <laughs> I'm awesome. That's why you should do it. Um, you, you do it in such a way and even asking them the same thing. You know, who are you here to meet? Who are you looking for? You know, tell me about the types of clients you work with. Tell me about the types of people that you want to add to your network. So, you know, one of the things I, I feel like I've done really well is being able to actually give that information out to people and, and, and tell people, listen, this is how I want you to introduce me. Or if you hear the following keywords from somebody, that's, that should trigger an introduction or, or a referral. And you can do the same thing at an event. You know, whether you're you're at an, a, a very intimate event of 10 people or you're at an event with, you know, hundreds of people, you can find people that are standing by themselves and go up to them and say something like, oh, you having a bad time too? <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, you couldn't find your group? Like, you know, you could find some, you know, quirky thing to say to them and have a conversation and you just never know what's going to happen. I think the other thing too is most people fear rejection. And they're worried about what someone's going to think or say because of them going up to them and, and having this awkward thing. And I'm like, well, don't make it awkward just or, or acknowledge the awkwardness and say, listen, I know this is super awkward, but, you know, we're here to network. So here I am. And I, I think, you know, that that would lessen the tension in the room if everybody just kind of did the same thing rather than just navigate to people that they know. I wrote all those down and I'm going to use them and, and report back to you because it's, it's uh, I think it's pretty brilliant. I love those. Now, what if somebody's really introverted? I, mm -hmm. I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a bit of an introvert. Uh, and I think a lot of people are, and when it comes to networking, they become even more so because of all those fears we associate with it, like you said. Any tips beyond what we've talked about for introverts? Um... I mean, that's tough. I mean, even an extrovert like myself becomes introverted at events like that. Um, I would say that that would be where you go with you go with somebody and you, you have a discussion with that person um, about your intentions of that event. Hey, I want to stay for an hour. I want to stay for 90 minutes. Um, I want you to introduce me to five new people. I want um, to introduce you to five new people. And that's our goal. I think sometimes people also you know, whether they're extrovert or introverted, they're like, I'm going to get 10 business cards. 
But no one actually thinks about what are you doing with those 10 business cards? What is the conversation that you had with somebody that's going to lead to a deeper discussion? Like the whole point of these events is yes, to meet people, but it's also to set up to actually have a more in-depth conversation about what it is that you each, each of you do and how you're going to be able to help each other and if it's even a good fit. And I think that's the other thing too. Most people try and force every single person into their network. And I'm like, listen, not everyone's going to be a good fit for you client-wise. Not everyone's going to be a good fit for you networking-wise. Not all personalities mesh well. And as awesome as we all think we are, when you actually have that conversation and say, listen, I don't know if this is going to be a good relationship. So I want to have a conversation with you and get to know you and, and, and make sure I'm comfortable actually sending an introduction your way or referral your way and make sure that you're actually going to take care of them as I would. And, you know, sometimes just saying that is, is enough, you know, for the other person, but sometimes you also have to test that other person. Um, and I think you can have that conversation, you know, especially for someone who's introverted, um, your goal is to have more one-on-one conversations rather than be in a group setting. So that might be, you know, so for the introverted people out there, that might be when you go to a networking event, you find the other people that are standing by themselves because you're probably going to shine much better than having to wedge yourself into, um, you know, a group type setting and, and try not to have whatever awkward thing you're going to say to try and break through. Um, I, I would definitely recommend that. And I would also recommend, um, going to events that may require a task. So like kind of like the events that I facilitate, um, they, they have like a bingo or they have like, um, I don't know, popcorn questions, or, you know, maybe there's a panel and you have like a Q and a Q&A forum when there's networking after, um, something like that. Cause I think just going to, um, like some networking events is just not appropriate for, you know, every type of personality type. And I would even, you know, people that are introverted, you know, think even people that are extroverted, think about like things you really like to do. So like Brian, like, what is it that you really like to do? I like to run. I like to play music. I like to play sports. So that would be where you would connect with people um, either like on Facebook or Meetup or out networking. And you actually have a conversation and say, hey, I'd love to go for a run or I'd love to go golf with you or whatever. And then you're still doing it in smaller group settings, but there's a reason for the meeting. It's not necessarily business. It's because you all have a love for golf, running, fishing, whatever. And I think that is also another way to kind of bring down the pressure of meeting people because you're doing it. um, There's a whole nother purpose. Like I joined a flag football team. So I play co-ed flag football on Sundays. I joined, I knew nobody walking in, but we are all there to complete a task. So the task is we're trying, our team is trying to win, you know, every weekend, right? And then I play volleyball also. So it's like an indoor pickup league now that the weather is starting to turn. And again, go in, you know, I, I happen to know a couple people from playing volleyball for years, but um, that's something that like we go and we have time and sometimes we go out after and same thing with football. Sometimes we go out, we go, we go hang out at, you know, whatever pub after and watch NFL for the rest of the day. So, and that's the thing that anybody can do. Everyone has things they're interested in. It could be community service. It could be video games. It could be like 
I don't know, going and petting animals on the weekends and right. going to the NBA. Like there's always something and you, 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 most people want to work with people that have commonalities in different things. You have similar personalities, you have similar interests, um, you know, it's so different than who you surround yourself, you know, personally, right? Like you, you're probably not surrounded by people who absolutely hate every single thing that you do. They probably have some things that are similar and you can apply the same thing to professional um, aspects also. Can we talk about the difference between online ne- online networking and offline? And if there is still a need for offline, I know with LinkedIn, it gives us the ability to connect to so many more people and some folks might feel more comfortable with that. What are your thoughts about those two platforms? I guess online using something like LinkedIn, like LinkedIn and then offline through traditional in-person networking. Yeah, um, I think they're both. Imp- imp- I think they're both important, and um, you know, some people can only work with clients that are locally. But you're never going to be able to go to every single event and meet everybody because not everybody is out at every event. So using LinkedIn as a platform, um, I think is is really important. But also making sure that if you're going to be using those platforms, that you actually have a good looking LinkedIn page. So there's a lot of people I see out there that don't have a background photo, don't have a professional or recent headshot for that matter. Um, the title underneath, like, so if you look at someone's Facebook or, um, sorry, LinkedIn page under their headshot, there's like a line. So mine says power connector, who can I connect you to? Most people have their job title there that you should not be putting your job title there. That is something that if someone's interested, like think of that is your storefront. You want to say something, a quick tagline or title that's going to get someone to want to walk through your storefront and get and get it, an idea of who you are and what you're about. And the same thing with the about me, like that shouldn't be about what your business does or what your business offers. That should be about who you are and some things you're interested in um, rather than just being like, oh, we sell this and we do that and we help people do this. Like you can, you can write all that stuff, you know, down below. Um, and then doing the same thing, like just as you would at an in-person event, you know, online, you still want to do things with strategy. You want to have a conversation with somebody and reach out to them and you can do that without being weird. Like, and I don't know if I'm sure this has happened to you and I'm sure this has happened to people who are listening, but, um, you get those inbox messages that are like 10 pages long. Right. And the person is. I, and I know it's what they're told to do and it's probably copied and pasted to a million different other people. Right. And, and I do respond to those people, by the way, I don't actually ignore them. Um, because I know that they're, they're doing what they're told, but had they just emailed me, you know, or messaged me and just said, Hey, you know, I'd love, thank you so much for connecting. I see that you do blah, blah, blah. I think someone like you would be valuable to add to my network. I would love to have an a conversation with you to learn more. And one of the things I say a lot too is, you know, I want to see if there's any synergistic opportunities in working together. Aside from rarely is anyone going to say no to that in, in getting that meeting. But um, now there's a little bit of expectation set that the purpose of this meeting is to have a conversation to see if we're going to be a good fit in each other's network. And I'm going to show them, well, this is actually how I network and this is how I build my connections are you someone worthy enough to be a part of that? And it's like you have this secret club that everyone wants to be a part of, but I'm like, well, I'm only going to let certain people in in the door and I want to see if you even qualify. 
so reaching out to people, I think, is important both online and in person. But um, it still has to be done with strategy. And I think it still has to be done with a little bit of class also, um, because there's definitely there's definitely been messages I get that I'm like, oh, like this is just not a good message. I got one a couple of weeks ago. I had to laugh. It said, Brian, are you looking for more extermination clients? If so, call me right away. And uh, <laughs> I actually emailed, emailed him back. I said, is there a reason that you thought I was an exterminator? Because I'm pretty sure nothing in my profile is would make anybody think that. And uh, yeah. he clearly copied and pasted this thing or used some sort of software, I don't know, to spam it to everybody. Maybe spam is too strong a word, but it was not intentional, I guess, is what I'm trying to right. say. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I love your uh, your method to do that a, a lot more. Now, if someone wants to be part of your tribe online, how can they find you? Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn. I am, I am on there pretty actively, actually, so... Um, everyone can connect me directly and I'm sure you'll probably post the link of that. I'll put the link in the show notes or they can just search for Christine Smith. And it sounds like, I think the little tagline comes up when you search and it says power connector, who can I connect you with? So they'll be able to find yep. you that way. Yep. Yep. Correct. And I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the woman with purple hair also. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll stand Easy. out. So if you could put a one sentence message on a billboard to the world, what would it be? Um, honestly, probably my LinkedIn tagline is probably appropriate because um, I, I do consider myself a power connector and I, I do, I, I want to genuinely connect people to other people because leaving that footprint is how I get my business. It is literally why I'm 90% referred and I never worry about when I, when or where I'm going to get my next client because I don't have to do any extra time prospecting. I don't have to, you know, go to all these crazy events to try and meet a new person um, because of actually just being a true connector and having an open door policy regardless of who comes in and saying, listen, who can I connect you to? And here's what I'm looking for. And if it works out great, if not, there'll be somebody else that will send me connections and I'll send them valuable connections too. That's perfect. I think that wraps it up. Christine, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation and learned a lot. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Lead with Impact. If so, if you could find us on your favorite podcast platform, and like, subscribe, rate, review, download, any of those things would be greatly appreciated. In the meantime, thank you for being with me. Go out, have a great day, lead with impact, and I will talk to you soon.